<laughs> no, nah, I'm too stressed out to do this right now. This game has got me. Not away. in the mood. <laughs> Not in the mood. Here's the podcast, guys. Hope you hate it. <laughs> Check out all of our other podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Wasted Local Talent. I'm Daniel. And I'm the talent. Exactly. Here I am, Josiah. Josiah, you're going to have to take the lead on this because I'm... My blood pressure is, like, through the roof right now. All right, so I took the lead on the beginning of the interview this week, <laughs> and so this is the first podcast that did not start out like every other podcast starts <laughs> out. I, Man, I don't, I'm, I'm bad at memory, so I'm sorry. I listen to every podcast, though. I just didn't remember how to start it's the right. podcast. Maybe it'll be funny. I haven't listened to it yet. No, so. I think it's just sadness. That is just a sadness. So this is halftime at the Cowboys game that we're yeah. recording this, and the Saints are winning. My fantasy team is beating Daniel's fantasy team at the moment. Things it's, could change. It's close. It could it, change. Yeah, but the way that the Cowboys offense is playing, you're definitely going to win. So well, that's we'll what see. you get There's with Dak Prescott as your half. What? Hmm? No, huh? I heard. I heard you. Yeah. My blood pressure can't get any higher <laughs> right now. You know, I'm too like. Just your eyes are actually red. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this week we had <laughs> Hannah. From, Hannah's clay creations. Yes. Are <laughs> that Hannah was great. She she had a lot of fun and she's really excited. She was a fan of the podcast, mm-hmm. which that makes one. Yeah, we and got my, one. And so we were happy to have her on. And I learned a lot about pottery mm-hmm. and claying and and how they throw pottery. Yeet. But now it's yeet pottery or yeet. Uh, you yeet clay or yeet, yeet pots or uh, yeet pot, yeet pot. Sure. I don't know. Anyway. We have other podcasts as well. We do. We have D and D kinda where Michael and a band of merry idiots yeah. go through <laughs> the land of Gryffindor. I believe. <laughs> it's exactly. I right. stole that joke from Roger. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh well. It was Speaking funnier, of Roger, it was funnier whenever you said it. So. I don't I'm even know what Gryffindor is. Is it? It's from Harry Potter. See, uh, I've never watched it. That's right. We were sheltered children. It sounded cool. Oh, speaking of cool, Gurus of Gaming. Not cool, but I'm on <laughs> that one. <laughs> and we talk about video games. We talk about life in our most recent episode. We got in a fight about whether Michael Sarah is good at acting or not. So if you are hot or cold on Michael Sarah, tune in because I'm right. Michael Sarah is just bad. Ryan Turner thinks I'll Michael Sarah is good. I'll actually completely agree with you. I don't think he's good at all. Well, the only see, thing he's good at is being awkward, but that's just him, and that's not acting. That's just being awkward in front of a camera. You heard it here, Ryan Turner. So, and and if if that's his basis, then I should be an actor. So, maybe nobody I'm wants better. That. No, no. That you would be in like the sad movies that always end in tragedy. Yeah. Okay, I might I might watch that. Yeah. It's what? fun. It's watching, fun watching you in watching real life. Me suffer. <laughs> I'm over here watching the football game with you, just ready to get the defibrillator out. Yeah, I might have a heart attack tonight, so this might be my last podcast, guys. So thanks for thanks for all your support. You hate to see it. <laughs> we also have video game mythos. Oh yeah, which is just one of the coolest things. If you have not listened to video game mythos, even if you're not a fan of video games, they delve into the lore and story and just all these different details behind the video game. So if you just like good storytelling, 
those are short, sweet, to the point, and very entertaining. Yeah. Are we forgetting anything? Yeah, worst kept secret, like usual, because you know, they're not that. <laughs> they're pretty forgettable. Uh, worst kept secret. Thanks for letting us use Bender in all of our episodes. Uh, check them out on iTunes, Spotify, probably anywhere else that you can find music. Maybe your local Walmart. F- Maybe I doubt it. They don't. You know, if anything, it's going to be Bender. I mean, it's got to be Bender. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, check them out. Just search for Worst Kept Secret on. I mean, even on Facebook, Instagram, all that. Also, check us out on Facebook at Wasted Local Talent, Instagram, Wasted Local Talent. Uh, yeah. Um, other than that, there's, I can't think of anything else. I'll, I'll remember tomorrow whenever I'm editing this and be like, well, forgot that. I guess we'll talk about it next time. But Yeah, I mean, you, last week we, we totally did the intro. We didn't. <laughs> we never did the intro for it. I remember sitting here and being like, hey. We have to do the intro yeah. before we leave. And we didn't. And then he texted me. Thursday morning and said, shoot. (laughs) And I was going to record it at my house because I couldn't make it up here to the studio. And I had taken my mic cables to the show. Oh, yeah. And they're over at Jake's. And I didn't have, I had a microphone and an interface and nothing to attach either to the other one. Which was a very successful show. If you guys missed After Atlas, you missed After Atlas. You didn't miss much. No, you missed a lot. And I'm Daniel's biggest critic. And he did really well, and it yeah. was a lot of fun, and the Mountaineers won that day. I ate some Buffalo Wild Wings. And we played Country Roads horribly. You know what? I disagree. <laughs> I had a lot of fun singing Country Roads. You know, I'd played that song like twice before ever in my entire life. What about the song that um, your bass player? Jake. Jake yeah. didn't know any of the words, oh, but yeah. you guys played that whole song, <laughs> yeah. and he just... da 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 It was... And... It was more entertaining than if he actually did know the words. During practice, he was singing it, like, backwards. He would get the lines, like, reversed. So he would sing, take me home, country roads, to the place where I was born. And he would just, he would <laughs> just, just mess make it up all the words. up. It was, it was hilarious. His mom uh, came out to watch his practice, and she was making fun of him, too, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, man. You hate to see it. If your yeah. mom is making fun of you, then who's cheering for you? Yeah. Hannah's parents are big supporters of her. <laughs> yes, they are. She's on our podcast this week. Yeah, so we should. So we uh, should get into that we should go before Daniel just falls over into. Well, the longer we talk, the longer I don't have to sit through halftime, and I can go right back to the, the, the just crippling depression and anxiety that's this game is causing me. They're like, showing Nick Chubb's veins... eighty-eight yard touchdown yeah. run here. He got twenty-one point nine five miles per hour, and fifteen points for me on that play. That's all. No, we're watching. Yeah, we're watching. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> all right. Um, I bet you that guy got you 400 points too, didn't he? Here's Hannah. Hello. This is Wasted Local Talent. Today we're wasting our talent with... Hannah from Hannah's Clay Creations. And, oh, yeah, I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Josiah. <laughs> I'm Ashley. Yeah, see, uh, if you can't tell. This, this is the first time Josiah and I have done this without Daniel or Jed. So, so the babies are taking flight today. Yes, we are. Hannah, welcome. Thank you. I think you're the first ever person to describe yourself as a wasted local talent fangirl. Yes. I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? I, I, I was that. the first one. Yeah, which excited me because I was like, oh, my gosh, we have fans. 
And just not, one. Just one. Just one. Yeah, that's all you need. A, a fanatic, a true fan. Yes. But it's cool because I'm also a fan of yours. Aw, so I've been following you for a while and I love your stuff. That's the only reason I signed on today. It wasn't because I wanted to do the podcast. I just wanted to oh, see, just see what she was going to bring. Yeah, Right, yeah, and I have a mug. <laughs> she so brought, she brought pot. a mug with, yeah, that she made herself. And it's beautiful. Thank she, you. She said she measured it to specifically fit her cup holder in her vehicle. Did you really? Yes, I have a 2002 Honda Accord, and I take a little tape measure, and I measured it exactly so my cup would fit. That's awesome. Car. Yeah, that's awesome. So how did you get into doing pottery? Like, what? when did this start? It happened really randomly. I was scheduling classes my freshman year, second semester. And I'm one of those crazy people who will stay up till midnight to schedule just because I want to get the exact classes I needed. Mm -hmm. And I saw that there was one pottery class open, one more spot. And it always fascinated me, so I took the class. And within two weeks, I changed it to my major. Yeah, did you go to Fairmont or WV? Yeah, I went to Fairmont, Fairmont. State. Yeah. Okay. Your stuff's beautiful. Hannah and I, I think you follow me too, right? Yes. Yeah, we've been following each other on Instagram for a while. She follows my jewelry and I follow her stuff. You and Lockhouse Studios are my two favorite pottery makers. They're, oh, thank both you. Both of you just have such a unique style. And I love her too. Her work is amazing. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. Oh, yeah, I cre- I, every craft show I go to, I always go to her booth and creep on her. Yeah, we've done the handcrafted cooperative. Yeah, together, are you right? doing the no- one in November? No, I did the one, I did this past one where yeah. you were there, right? Yes. Yeah, I never get a chance to walk around and look at anything. But yeah, I'm not going to do this this coming one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Tell me about your setup. I'm really interested. Uh, when we did Ashley's episode, she has a whole mad scientist setup. Yeah. I'm like, how do you build a pottery? studio like where did you like you said that you changed your whole major like you loved it but yeah. what was step one into all right now this is I got to get stuff together yeah my studio right now is very humble I have really supportive pa- parents and they said once you graduate you can convert our basement into a pottery studio hmm. which was awesome so I got to get the sledgehammer and take down one of their cement showers they had downstairs and paint walls and paint the floor that's awesome yeah but during college my whole career in college I knew that I wanted to build a studio afterwards so I got a job and I did commissions and I saved up and every penny I had and whenever I graduated I was able to purchase myself a wheel and I was donated a kiln Oh, awesome. Because yeah. those are really super expensive. Dude, they, they so are. I got a new kiln this past year, and it is so expensive. But I know it's going to last me for like 10 yeah, years or yeah. something. So it was a good investment. But my first kiln was like an, only like an 18-inch kiln. So I was firing like multiple times a week, which was very stressful, trying to get things dry and prepared enough to actually have a full kiln load. Right. Because I had craft shows, and I... When I first graduated, I had this mindset of say yes to everything. So I was doing every craft show I could, every show. I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. And Just anyone, to get your name out there. Yeah. yeah. And, and anyone who's like, oh, do you want to have stuff in our shop? I said, of course. But then that's like. And then you're killing yourself trying to get ready for everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah especially my first year in business, I did multiple like 12, 14 hour days and my like fingers turned blue and I like didn't see the sun or see people. So it was very hard at the beginning, but gradually I've gotten more balance within the business. How, how long have you been doing it? When did you graduate? I graduated th- May of 2017, and then I was building and getting stuff ready for the studio, 
and I officially launched my business, meaning I got my business license and started paying taxes, uh, May of 2018. Okay. Yeah, so it's been about two years. Yeah. yeah. So tell me more about this process, because I'm really interested. I know very little about pottery making. Mm-hmm. I know what a kiln is, and it's basically a pizza oven for clay in, in my head. That's the way I would describe it. But it's yeah. Not. But uh, so this mug that you have, for example, start to finish, how long did it take you to make? Um, it takes about three weeks from start to finish, but you're doing multiple pieces at once. So it's like you're doing like a batch of 30 in three weeks or something. Okay. Yeah. And then so measurements is something that I didn't even think about until you mentioned it. Like you custom make based off of measurements and specifications. I didn't even, I just thought art yeah. was art. And ounces are a big thing too, because people don't want to buy a mug unless it's between 10 to 12 ounces. Yep. And with ceramics, my clay body strengths 13%. So whenever I'm throwing it, I have to, I have to add that 13% to make sure whenever it shrinks, it'll actually fit um, coffee properly. And like I use, for my travel mugs, I buy lids manufactured. And so I had to make the mug 13% bigger so then I could put the lid on it afterwards. So there's a lot of thought that goes into this. It's not just like haphazardly making things and throwing them in a kiln. I mean, some people, like their techniques and processes are different, but I'm very like intense about... Precise. Yeah, yeah. very precise about everything. So I like to make sure I know what sizes are going to be once they're finished. I love that because my husband and I collect coffee cups. That's our thing. Oh, yeah. Like we've got like a whole wall of coffee cups and... We're always really careful because we start when we first started buying each other these coffee cups and collecting them, we kept accidentally buying them that were like 15 ounces and they're huge and you can't drink coffee out of one of those because it gets cold. Yeah. And yeah. so like we're really careful to make sure we watch how many ounces the coffee cups are now. So I love that you put so much thought into like getting a good size on your coffee cups. Mm-hmm. I wish we, I, you guys really need to look at her Instagram at how beautiful her work is because I, I wish we could through it. Yeah, yeah, I wish we could show how cool they are because so much pottery is just very it all looks the same and yours just stands out so much yeah that was really intentional because in west virginia it's very much like an appalachian Mm -hmm. style pottery where it's like blues and reds and browns and looks very like mountain made and i love that style of course too yeah. yeah it's beautiful but i wanted to make myself seem different in the market especially in this area so i played a lot with um hand decoration and color and very like bubbly forms. Yeah, I love it. That's something that I did notice when I was scrolling through that the colors, your Instagram popped with different, all yeah. kinds of different mm-hmm. colors. I thought that was pretty cool. I can't even think how frustrated I would be if I went through a three week process to make a coffee cup and the lid didn't fit properly. Uh huh. How, <laughs> how many times did you run into that during trial and error? Oh, hundreds. I mean, like, you go through so many mistakes throughout the process. And, like, in the kiln, things can explode. Oh, gosh. Yeah, if there's, like, water still in the clay bottle, you got to make sure it's bone dry before you put it in the kiln because whenever it starts boiling, the water will boil out, and then it'll just make it explode in the kiln. So there were times where I opened up the kiln, and there was just, like, it looks like sand on the bottom. Uh, and you're just like, oh, there goes three weeks of my life. That sucks. Yeah, but so... Luckily, now that I've done this process so many times, my success rate is higher. But at the very beginning, I was just opening up the kiln, and there were things that were bubbled and flaking off, and this not sellable. Yeah. And that's the worst. A lot of trial and error. Yeah. There really is. I get upset when my frozen pizza burns in the (laughs) oven after 20 minutes, three weeks. Gosh. 
Yeah, I know how frustrating it is to like spend a long time working on one thing. Oh yeah, because your process is very really intensive too. Yeah, it's like almost a week for each piece. Yeah, and that's when I pull something out of the bath and the copper like I don't get it clean enough before I put the, get the copper onto it. The mm-hmm. copper will pull off and flake off, and so like I've got all this week's worth of work into one piece. And then I pull it out, and the copper falls off, and I have to start all over again. Yeah, and it could be, like, a stupid mistake. Uh-huh. Like, for my ceramics, I don't—the color that—like, the main portion of the color, I dye the clay body that color because I think it's fun to throw pink clay and mm-hmm. stuff. But if I get the percentages wrong or if I don't add the right stain or add the right amount of clay, it will come out of the kiln in a completely different color. And while you're making it, it all looks white, and then the color co- shows up at the very end. So you don't know if it actually turned out until you open up that kiln and see if it was like so what you, you wanted. Color it before you put it in the kiln. Yeah. So um, traditional pottery, you make the piece and then you fire it in a bisque fire and then you take it out and then you dip it in a glaze and then you fire it again and that's your piece. So for what I do is I mix my clay myself. It comes in a dry powder and I add water and I add stain and I let it dry out for about a week. And then once it becomes moldable, I can throw it and trim it. And then I, so then the piece is already like pink or blue, whatever color it is. And then I paint on the bellies, the scallop part, and then um, hand pipe the raised slip. And then I fire it, the bisque fire, take it out, dip it in a clear glaze, and then fire it again. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a bit of a different process than traditional ceramics, but it allowed me to get the color that I wanted that is very um, saturated. Okay. Yeah. That's so interesting because I've seen videos of people. I've never actually, I don't think, watched anybody do it. I always wanted, I always tell my husband I want to do it because I'm like, it'll be sexy like on Ghost. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I don't think that's okay, how that would go. Okay, can I just say, like, that scene in that movie, like, I never watched the movie, but that scene really frustrated me because she is making this pot and it looks great and he comes up behind her and they ruin it. Like, him helping, like, <laughs> helping her. You're like, ruins no. the, I'm like, she is an independent woman and that is a really great pot she's throwing and you ruined it. <laughs> Kiss her afterwards. Like, come on. Yeah, my husband's always like, I don't think it's going to be like you think it's going to be. Like, no. if we would try to make pottery together. I'm like, and yeah, I would definitely And that's not how like you ghosts. teach someone. Like, <laughs> yeah. my, like, professors that, like, come over my arms. Come behind like, you. Yeah, like, like, I'm like, get away from me. No, that's not how you teach someone. <laughs> I feel like it would be weird if that's how you were taught in school i would be disappointed if someone didn't wrap their arms around me <laughs> just based on what i know if it was patrick swayze i'm not i wouldn't have argued <laughs> you know i don't you know about, i don't know a lot about pots but i do know a little bit about patrick swayze <laughs> same thing it's fine it's all related the, the pot might turn not turn out okay but i don't think i'll care by then yeah so you talked about experimenting what is something that you're experimenting with right now Right now, I am trying to do a line of dinnerware, so like plate, like big dinner plates and dessert plates. And I've had a few come out of the kiln, but they are so finicky to where they'll just start warping and be, and like crack and be crooked. But right now, like in between my regular production, I have been spending a lot of time trying to make plates, and so I can make full like dinnerware sets. Like that's like my big like one year dream is to have like a full dining room set just full like of my pots. Like a line of, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so that's like really what I want to go to is, because I do consider myself a ceramic artist, but I also consider myself to be a designer. 
And whenever, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like whenever I'm waiting at a restaurant, if I have like a receipt or something, I'm just always sketching like teapots and vases and how like I can make different designs. So someday I would like to try to figure out a way to make it quote mass produced but still handcrafted right. but like bring more people in so like to provide jobs and it's not just me alone in the studio so right now my focus really is on dinnerware because i feel like that's going to be the next step so what all right now what do you what else is everything that you make so because i'm sure i know it's a lot yeah so my normal production line is like mugs and they go in different varieties of designs and then bud vases which are just for like tiny flowers mm -hmm. like the idea is for those to be like on a desk or just for gift giving like they're less expensive like if you still want a piece of pottery but you can't invest in like a giant piece mm -hmm. these are good um small pieces and then taller vases travel mugs have been very popular and then like uh bowls like you could the, the thing about ceramics is like you can get really overwhelmed with everything you can make so I would say the majority of what I make on the daily is mugs and vases and then uh, utensil holders. Utensil holders. Yeah, for like in the kitchen. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, so you hold like, like your spatulas and okay, stuff. Okay, yeah. 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 How did you do this design on the outside of your mug where it's, it's not just painted on, it's actually like there has ripples. I don't know how to describe it for the people listening. It looks really cool. You should see it. I know. That's why I wish we could see, like, we could show her stuff. Follow her You're on gonna Instagram. You're going to have to follow her on Instagram. Yeah, right? and, like, pictures really don't do it just, I, I don't feel, I want to sound humble, too, but, like, they don't do the piece justice because you really need to touch it. I liked the idea of someone holding a mug and having one hand on the belly and one hand on the handle and really having that texture play mm -hmm. on your hands. So... This raised slip is actually just the clay body that I add a material called sodium silicate. And it basically replaces the water out of the clay. So once it's fired, it's more of a solid material and it keeps it stayed raised. But I just hand pipe that on like you would like icing on a cake. Like icing? Oh, that's yeah. cool. So I used to do that all by hand with a squeeze bottle, but I've recently invested in like an air gun. And it's amazing because it's like a air pressure machine that you just hold a button and it has a stream of like, a stream of like if you were like airbrushing something. Yeah, but instead of instead of it being like um, like a spray, it's like extruding a solid. Right, that's cool. Yeah, so then I just sit there and watch movies and do that line by line. Oh, by the way, you don't have to sound humble. Your stuff's really cool. Yeah. You're allowed to say that it's really <laughs> cool. The first thing I wanted to do when she walked in was to hold her mug. To and rub I, it? I know, just like pick it up. I'm going to do I'll it I'll go right for now. it, yeah. But I thought that might be rude. Ooh. No, I love it when people pick my stuff up. I, I really like that. Yeah, do you want to hold it? Yes, I do. Yeah, at craft shows when people oh, are like, so can cool. I touch your pieces? I go, please go for it. Yeah. I don't want people to buy a piece without holding it. Because since each one is handmade, they all feel different and the handles are different. And the main it's reason for that. Beautiful. Thank you. And the main reason for that is like the idea is that everyone's hands are different and they may find one mug to be more comfortable, comfortable than another yeah. mug. But the, a solid thing that I always do is I make the handles not so rounded because if you look at the shape of your hands, they're not like rounded. So I like to flatten out the handle so it fits more comfortably in the hand. And the lip of a mug, I bevel it in. Because I hate when you drink out of a coffee mug and it starts dribbling all over the yeah. place. So I bevel it so it has that like kind of like a sharp, a sharpness to it. So it cuts off the coffee and then you don't end up with that awkward dribble. That's awesome. I like the handle. I bet that's not easy to do. No. 
<laughs> and also, I I struggle a lot with handles because, like, you have to pull all of them and then attach them on there. And it is, like, the most frustrating thing whenever you have a finished piece and then you have a crack on the handle. And then, like, you have to, like, discount it by $10 just because there's a crack on the yeah. handle. I would 10 out of 10 crack the handle. Like, I would be dr- drinking the coffee at 7 o'clock in the morning and just go to set it on the table and knock the handle right off. <laughs> I, I, well, but I really like the handle. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Did you, I'm assuming you made your necklace. Yeah. It's the same color scheme as your coffee cup. Yeah. Did that you was, do that on purpose? No. <laughs> it was an accident. She, you, you don't she accessorize with house, your coffee cup. No, never like, leaves the house without matching their coffee cup. No, the thing is, like, I don't care a lot about fashion. Like, just during the day, I like to grab and go. So I have, like, five of the same tank tops, five of the same jeans and put them on. But then I always, like, have, like, a complimentary collar. So my purse today is pink and that of a pink mug and a pink necklace. So you kind of did intentionally do yeah, it. Yeah, but not, like, I'm, like, I'm going I'm going to a podcast talking about my pottery. Yeah. I might as well look fancy with <laughs> my necklace and my mask matching mug well you pulled it off yeah yes i like it it's such fashion do you offer jewelry yeah oh do you okay yeah i don't have anything listed on my website right now because they're all living at different shops but at craft shows i will have necklaces and earrings okay yeah like i said we've done craft shows together and i just never get to leave like especially at the handcrafted cooperative it's so busy the whole time oh yeah i might have stopped by your booth but i'm actually quite shy and whenever i see someone i follow on instagram before meeting them i don't want to be like hi i stalk you do you want to talk (laughs) i mean but now if i see you again i'll be like hi we actually met so yeah i have people stop by all the time that like other makers that like we follow each other and i love that i love it but for me it feels awkward but i love it when other people i'm really awkward too oh my gosh i am we can just feel awkward together well i work in a studio by myself so whenever i get out into the public it's like oh my gosh there's people here what do i do yeah i have kids so i don't really know how to talk to grown-ups anymore oh yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm I just don't have very many friends, so it's, it's hard for me to get out in public. I hang out with you guys. And I know. They they feel bad for me because, like, I get excited to come here because it's just grown-ups, and they're like, this is your like, getaway. Is like, we're not worth it. <laughs> Go somewhere else. So what what does Hannah do when she's not throwing pottery? She's thinking about pottery a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, a lot of my time is spent, like, it's... It's an unhealthy obsession. I'm trying to find more balance, but really it's, I'm a one lady show. So when I'm not actually in the studio making the pots, I'm updating the website, sending out emails, trying to market and apply to shows. But I guess whenever I'm actually like no work today, I've gotten really into bike riding, especially since it's fall and it's gorgeous. So I go on, I go on like bike rides all the time. And also I hang out with my dog. He is my best friend. He's a 14-year-old poodle. Aw. Like a, like a big poodle? No, he's an itty-bitty boy. Aw. Yeah. He's, See, if Jed was here, the, yeah, this, we would thought, not be talking about pottery for the rest of the podcast. We'd be talking about dogs. Yeah. But. I try to hold off the dog talk because, like, once I get start talking about my dog, it it's all over. Oh, man. We should have brought Jed. We yeah. should have made Jed come. Yeah. Yeah. The gurus of talking about dogs. <laughs> I would listen to that. It's just all talk about dogs, and you bring yeah. in just bring in dogs to just sit there and like listen to them pant and stuff. Does your dog have an Instagram too? No, but he used to have a Facebook. Ooh. But then it got weird, so then I d- stopped doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he shows up on my Instagram a lot, so that counts. His name is his legal name is Butterscotch Cookies. Legal name. <laughs> yeah, but his his friends call him Scotchy. Oh. He has friends. Well, I call him Scotchy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant like puppy playdates. No, he is a he's a solo boy. He doesn't. Have, well, he doesn't. He's not mean. He just looks at me like I'm ready to go home. Why am I here? He's an only child. He is, and also he's an old man. So he's like, I'm too old for this. Don't 
<laughs> Take me home. Did you make him a, a ceramic doggy bowl? No, but it's what? on my list. I need to. No, it's it's been on my list. You like put the name on it. And... Oh my gosh, that I would be crazy. I have a little ceramic bowl for my pig. I have a little pet pig, and I had a ceramic water bowl for her. And she like got mad because there was no water in it one day, and she head butted it down the stairs and broke it. <laughs> oh my God. So now I, I might have to get another one from you. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I'm, I might make a line of like dog things. Do it. I was even thinking about, I forget, like, what month it is, but it's, like, a shelter awareness month, and I'm thinking about doing, like, a fundraiser where we're making, like, bowls and doing, like, a percentage of the cost. You could, like, pipe little paw prints on them and stuff. Oh, my gosh. That would be so cute. I would, I'm like, little paw prints and bones and yeah, fish and so like stuff. my brain's like thinking, yeah. like, we're gonna take oh a time gosh. out in the podcast while she writes all this in her notes <laughs> on her phone. Yeah, I'm gonna start like sketching out ideas. Yeah. Like, excuse me, I'll be back. I'll take a percentage of that. Yeah. <laughs> you could put some jewelry and bones and stuff on the outside of it. Yeah, you like crystal could, encrusted pottery. <laughs> you could collaborate a, a pot together. That'd be cool. Ooh, that would be cool. I had somebody ask me if I could do pottery. I think Jed asked me that if I could. I know Jess, his wife throws pot every okay, once in a while maybe not that's at why. him but no i'm kidding she she actually does <laughs> dabble i love that you just keep saying pot <laughs> yeah just so we're clear hannah makes pottery pottery <laughs> yes pottery she's not a marijuana grower that we know of just pottery not that, pot that we know of that we know i mean i don't know hannah that well but I like everything I, I know about her so far. Yeah. Let's just say I don't. Let's like the record because it's fine. <laughs> I say I do pottery, but whatever. How many jokes do you hear about that? Oh my gosh. So many. So many. Yeah, I'm sure. So many. I'm, like, I'm glad we could feed into the stereotype. You're welcome. Yeah. Of course you get the ghost. Um, did we actually, were we rolling? We were talking about that. Yeah. We were. Okay, good. So you get a lot of that and also just people talk about like well, can you give me a free mug or whatever but like they're trying to flirt and say it and you're like why are you trying to like take my inventory and trying to flirt that way oh that's awful yeah and i don't know it's people people are weird because yeah. i think there's like I'll this agree with you. there's that's like a this, weird way to flirt yeah they go hey will you make me a mug and i'm like no uh-uh you gotta pay for it that's gotta be the worst pickup line that i've ever heard that's awful and i listen if you're asking people for free stuff while trying to pick them up you're doing it wrong. Like just a no. You public leave a big old fat tip on that yeah. bill that you're trying with no. your number on it. it. It helps just to say hi. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good starting point. Yeah, but but no. we're all getting free mugs for being on the podcast. It's true. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I heard she had a box. I'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> I heard she, she really had a box snatched her, her mug. In the- <laughs> no, it's like don't look at it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean. When people find out you're a ceramicist, that's like where all the is conversation that what it's goes. Is called a ceramicist? Yeah. That's the fancy word for that it. That is a fancy I word. I always tell people that I just make mud pies for a living because it's just dirt. But yeah. But the proper term is ceramicist or ceramic artist. Okay. I've heard ceramic artist, but I've never heard ceramicist. Yeah. I have like, I have currently have braces right now. So I have a bit of a lisp. I always have a lisp. But it's okay. Yeah. So whenever <laughs> I say I'm a ceramicist and they're like, what'd you just say? <laughs> So I don't say it often. So I always have a lisp, so I didn't even think anything of it. Yeah. Isn't it terrible that lisp has an S in it? It's, it's rude. It is awful. Like, I think that's the worst joke ever. Oh, my gosh. I used to have a lisp when I was in first grade, but then I had to go to speech therapy for a couple of years. And then as soon as I got my braces, it all came back. Yeah. Which was really rude. So hopefully whenever <laughs> I get them off in December, so hopefully when I get them off, my voice goes back to normal. But we'll see. 
my brain is just racing with possibilities of how you could make yourself a clay retainer, a pottery. Uh. I don't. I'm just trying to think of all the possibilities that Actually, you can do. Actually, you for in the dentist world, you they, are, they do have jobs for a ceramicist where you go and you sculpt clay like uh, teeth molds and stuff. Like Ooh. with a ceramics degree, you, you could be working in a dentist office. Really? Yeah. Because whenever I was, like, graduating and freaking out about the future, I was looking into a few things. And I was telling my professor, like, oh, I could work in a dentist office. He's like, you would hate that. Don't do that. That's so crazy. I never would have thought about that. What yeah. are other things that, po- I can't say the word, potter cysts? That, that's, that works. Yeah. Potter cysts. Potter cysts. Ceramicist. <laughs> potter cysts. Now, what are some other <laughs> possibilities that you have as you can make teeth? That's something that I didn't ever think of before. Yeah, um, I for mass production too. Whenever you like, you buy like, like, of course, Fiesta Ware, which is like the most popular manufacturer in West Virginia. All those people are potters, and so like production of like the bigger lines of ceramics and like um, porcelain pieces. Um, besides the whole dentist thing and the production, I'm not sure. I figure you could do other things, but you could probably build a building or something. But out of clay. Yeah. Why not? It'd be really heavy, but go for Where it. Where do you get your clay? That's another question that I you, had. You posted about that the other day, didn't you? Yeah. About having to drive to go get your clay. Yeah. So I go to Standard Ceramics in Pittsburgh. Okay. So to actually get my supplies, it's an hour and a half trip to get. So I usually try to buy them in bulk when I can. But that's like the closest place to get them unless you buy online. There's like a whole ceramics culture that people don't know about. Like every year I go to a ceramics conference called Enseca. And it's where, like, all these clay nerds come together and we start, like, ooing and aahing over our Beyonce's of ceramics. <laughs> and we watch them work. And so um, I go to Standard. That's where I get all my dry materials. But you could also order things online. But the shipping... I was going to say, it's a, probably really heavy stuff, right? It's so heavy. Like, I usually get my boxes in 50-pound boxes. Yeah, that's why I'm so buff, because I have to carry all that <laughs> stuff into my studio going downstairs. But... I usually only get my stains and my tools from online, but the rest of the materials, I had to go to Standard to get those. Yeah, because I, I didn't imagine that you could just go dig in your yard and find the right consistency. Like It sounds like you have the science down to exactly how the clay that you get is going to react, and you probably just couldn't farm that yourself. You then, could. I mean, there's could. there's some people who find clay deposits like in their backyards, and they'll make really rustic-looking pots. But for what I do, I prefer a very pure clay with no grog so like no sandy bits in it so i can sponge the crap out of it without worrying about the sandy bits coming through the texture of the clay because i like it to be really nice and smooth so i get the clay manufactured so i know exactly what it's going to end up looking like oh we have we have have awkward (laughs) no that's okay i'm i'm trying to think my brain is racing again with all the possibilities so you drive all the way to Pittsburgh. People don't ask her for a free mug. She gets her. She does the work. <laughs> no, like I don't mean to sound mean about it, because like for a family, no, you should. Yeah, Nobody fa- should be asking you for free stuff. It's rude. Yeah, and also like discounts and stuff. It's really it's a, it's an awkward situation because like this isn't this isn't just my hobby. This is my career. Yeah. This is how I get my this is how I pay bills. It's my livelihood. And do you ever have at crashes where people try to barter with you, or anywhere? Um. Because I had my first experience with it the other like, I last had, week. Which I love trade work. I love trading work, but not like a customer saying, I'll give you less money for oh, this thing. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant people like offering trading Oh, work. no. I love trading I, I do too. I love I, trade I work. I love it. But whenever um, someone's like, 
I'll give you $10 less for this piece. No, honestly, my husband's an artist too, and he he hears a lot more of that. Like, well, could you do it for this much? Like, he'll right. give them a price, and so, well, could you do it for this much? He's like, no, that's why I told you the first price, like, because that's how much it costs. Yeah. But, like, I've been really lucky so far. I'm sure now that I've said it out loud, I'm probably going to get an influx of Just like, people. Knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. But, no, I, so far I've been really lucky, but I do know that it happens a lot. Like, I know that people feel really entitled to artists. Yeah. and Because all- they feel like it's not a real job, like it's like a hobby. Yeah. And it is the best job in the whole wide world, and I'm so thankful for it. But there are days that you wake up and you just feel really defeated or you're just mm-hmm. tired. But it's still a job. And the weirdest things that happen to me at craft shows when someone picks up my piece and they go, ooh, that's a bit pricey, don't you think? I've, I've gotten that. Yeah. And then they try to say, well, tell me exactly how many hours you have in this because they're trying to calculate how much you pay yourself per hour. So here's a little public service announcement. As a maker, most of us don't pay ourselves no. what, what we should per hour. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like, I'm trying to be nice about it, but like, we don't. We care about the customer. We want to make sure you guys feel comfortable paying what you're paying, but there's so much more involved. So it's not just me sitting at my wheel making the stuff. It's also me cleaning the studio, maintaining it, driving to get materials. We don't have 401ks or health insurance from our employers. and Yeah, we got to pay for our own insurances. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot involved. And when we go, when, every, every artist has a slow season at some point during the year. Yeah. And we go weeks without any pay at all sometimes. And, I mean, every... every small business owner understands that like every purchase is a big deal it's huge every single time i get a notification that somebody's made an order on my website it's exciting whether it was a 40 dollar order or 120 dollars it's exactly. exciting yeah just the idea of someone like choosing you yeah it's very it's very honoring yeah and it means something it really does the thing that i run into a lot because i do a lot with the christian music industry is especially my older brother he'll bring a contract and say you can have this band for x amount of dollars and then the church or venue or wherever is like well is it okay if we offer them less i mean do they really need money because they're playing for jesus oh my gosh or just the music business in general where it's like but i'm not playing for jesus i'm playing for you i'm yeah i mean (laughs) you're the ones that ask for it you have to pay but no i've i've seen that a lot where i know daniel is in music and Mm -hmm. he could tell you I don't know how many times where someone will offer you, let's say $500 to show up and play a show and then you don't get paid or mm. it's just, I don't know. It's hard to be happy about doing what you love to do when someone screws you over. When like somebody that. wants to undercut you all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like in the making world, it's like kind of like a taboo topic to talk about price, mm-hmm. but I got a business degree as well while in college. So I'm all about talking about price. So I'll yeah. talk about it all day. Cause it's, this is, Besides the fact that it brings me joy to make pottery, I'm also doing it as my job. Right. Like, this is what I need to do. And that's a big leap of faith to make art for a living. Yeah. But the, way, the reason why I got started doing it was I, I was in a good position. My parents were really supportive, thinking if I didn't do it now, I never would, and I would really regret it. But it is you wake up some days and like it would be easier if I got a normal job with a actual paycheck Mm -hmm. it'd be less stressful but I wouldn't be nearly as fulfilled if I did that yeah I was thinking about that just a couple days ago like how I get a lot of 
well, is this all you do? Yeah. And I mean, I know most people don't mean it to be rude, but it's like, yeah, and I work way more hours than I should be for the amount of pay that I get for it. Like, I would never work this hard for a paycheck, ever. Yeah, there's like that saying of, I work 60 hours a week, so I don't work 40, so Mm -hmm. I don't have to work 40. Like, that idea of, like, I work this much for myself, so I don't have to go into the corporate world. Yeah. And... I love that I get to set my own hours. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to come here, you don't have to make sure you're off work that day. Exactly. You just don't. But it also, you're going to make up for it later when you're working until midnight trying to finish up what you're trying to do at some point. Yes, I am in production mode, so I, I've seen 4 a.m. way too yep. many times. Yep. Yeah. And you have a business degree. That's also really interesting because a lot of the people that come in here trying to promote their business, nine times out of ten they say, well... I love pottery. I don't know anything about the business side. Uh-huh. And I just, I don't know what to do. I hired somebody to manage the yeah. business aspect right. of it. Right. Or I, I don't know what to do with the funds or balancing cost versus making pricing. But it sounds like you are all in and not just an artist, but also, I, I guess just an artist is not what I mean. But people that are artistic right. normally aren't good at crunching the numbers. People at crunching numbers are not good at the art side. So yeah. well-rounded. Oh, That's yeah. Great. You've got like the artsy side of your brain and the logical side of your brain. I don't have either side. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So I decided to get the degree because I got a scholarship to go to Fairmont State. And I realized that I could take as many classes as I wanted to. It was only The scholarship was for four years. So as much as you could fit in four years, that's what you got. So I'm like, I can get two degrees for the price of one. So I went ahead and did it. Because also, I like I, I get really competitive with myself. So I yeah, I understand. That yeah, so like I'm like I'm gonna do it. And so I got the business degree. So it really helped me trying to get into the mindset of the accounting aspect, marketing, um, just how to honestly present yourself in a situation because yeah, you're an artist, but you can't show up to a meeting with like paint all over yourself right. and like and like just not pre- not not knowing how to talk or present yourself properly which is what i felt like the business side did but that degree did nothing for actually starting a business like that had it all to do with trial and error yeah but when it comes to the smaller things like the numbers and the marketing like the business degree absolutely helped do you taxes are my Yes. That's where I just, I'm like, maybe I don't want to. Every every time I think about doing taxes, I'm like, maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe I just want somebody to take taxes out of a paycheck for me. Like, I oh always have that moment. Do you feel like that? No, because I am super blessed, and my mom is a bookkeeper. Oh, yes. <laughs> I won the family lottery. My dad is a wood, he likes to build things out of wood, so he helps me with my displays, and my mom is a bookkeeper. So there's a saying that it takes a village to raise an artist, and it absolutely does. That's amazing. Like, I'm a one-woman. for you. Yeah, like, I'm a one-woman show when it comes to actually producing the work, but when it comes to everything else, like, I like I get a lot of help from family and friends. Good for you, because it sucks. You I know it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Can, can your mom help me? <laughs> <laughs> can she be my mom? Because my mom does hair, and that doesn't help me with my taxes. My mom does hair, too. Yeah, it's, it's not good for taxes. No. Like, well, you guys look fabulous, but, like, you don't have your yeah. taxes paid. I never paid for a haircut my entire life, so I guess I saved money doing that. But doing taxes is not something I'm great at. No, the IRS is looking for me, but my hair looks good. <laughs> yeah, it's like my biggest fear of getting audited in something because if you mess up you could just lose your business mm-hmm. and i'm a i'm a chronic overthinker where i think like 
oh, like this, here's the situation. The worst thing's going to happen. Yep. So that's where my brain always goes. We're like the same person. Oh, yay. Just... I'm sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> to live with your brain. Just sitting there in bed at night. Did I, did I write that down? Did I write that down? Oh, got to get up. Yeah, I got to go write that down. That's how I am. I do that. I make notes on my phone. Like, I'll be laying in bed, and I never have my phone turned on because I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I never have my phone in bed, but yep. I'll have it on my nightstand. Other side of the room. And I'll have a thought, and I'll be like, I'm not going to remember that when I wake up. I better write it down so I can check it in the morning. And then I'll get up and, like, make myself a note about right. it. No, I'm the crazy person who I, I just, I'm afraid of, like, leaving the water running or leaving the oven on. So after I load the kiln, I always film the little computer on the kiln to make sure that the right program is running. So if I'm laying in bed and I'm like, I have some really important things in the kiln, is it going to explode? I like open up my phone and watch the video of the program to make sure I'm like, okay, it's safe, it's fine. Look at you. I know, it's, it sounds crazy, but it's actually really helped me. Cause I'll I just, mean, you're not gonna burn your parents' house down. Right. <laughs> Luckily, it's in the garage, so oh, okay. I'm, I'm not going to bring it out anyway. Just burn the garage yeah. down. Yeah, fine. I mean, that's fine. But I have <laughs> candles going on all the time in the studio, so I've, like, run downstairs to make sure that... I love the candle burning. I have a fear of candles. so bad. Like, we have candles burning right now. If I go upstairs, I'll blow all of them out because I don't want to come down here to just nothingness. No, I was so shocked when I walked in because I thought it was, like, a very, like, besides you, like, a very, like, masculine studio. And I walked in, you guys have, like, beautiful candles going. And I'm like, oh, they're classy. Daniel's all about some ambiance. Mm. I guess. I don't know. I'm assuming it's Daniel. I'm just excited that she thinks I'm masculine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, like, looking around. I was like, like, I'm a big boy. uh, (laughs) I didn't do any of these decorations, but I will claim all of them. Now, I was down here when they were painting. And I, they were like, hey, you want to come over and help paint? I said, nope, but I'll come over. And I sat down, and I didn't help paint. Painting, I hate. I, there's like 10 chores, that, probably two chores that I hate more than anything, is painting and weed eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind weed eating. I hate weed eating. But I they said, you want to come help paint? And I said, I'll, I will come, but I will not paint. And I did not. And then they gave me a hard time. They gave me grief because I sat here and cheered them on as they painted. <laughs> You're doing a great job, yeah. sweetie. Go for it. But I was here. No. I wasn't. I See, I, you're going to have to carry the podcast now because I'm masculine over here and I'm, I'm oh, feeling geez. myself. <laughs> oh, jeez. No. I feel I have, like I have been carrying the podcast. Can I have a free saying? mug? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, about so, that free uh, about mug, that. that free mug. No, I I actually am currently mugless, so I'm looking at this mug and mugless like none. None. You don't own a coffee cup. I don't. Do you just drink water out of your hands at home or something, or drink yeah. coffee? No, normally I just. Do you drink coffee? Yeah. How do you drink coffee and you don't I'm own like a, a mug? paper cup? Oh, that's sad. I know. Uh, It tastes worse out of it. It tastes okay. I'm a firm believer that coffee tastes better out of a handmade mug. I, I believe that. I've never owned a ceramic mug, but I, I've. It's funny. Michael and I were talking about this. Michael's Daniel's brother, and he does other things. Are you telling me that? No, I'm just telling the people that are listening that don't. You were looking directly at me, like I had not met Michael yet. No. it's whatever. But we were ranking things on what we like to drink out of. And That's such a random conversation. No, but he, he I like said a cup, honestly. He, yeah. But he said that 
Styrofoam is his favorite thing to drink out of. I love it too. And I then don't know why. Paper, and he hates drinking out of glasses or metal cups. I, I hate love, metal cups. I love drinking I hate out metal of metal cups. No, but I don't know. We have I'm one just... ceramic mug that we drink out of, mm-hmm. and it's probably one of my. It, it probably is my favorite to drink out of. There's just something about it. And yeah. it was a handmade one that I got for my husband, I think, last year for our anniversary or something. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to like start tagging him in all of your posts, yeah, and just like dropping hints every time I see a mug that you post that I like. That's my brain is so wrapped around the whole like people prefer styrofoam over real cups. Like that's I, just I like blowing my mind. Like when McDonald's got rid of their styrofoam teacups, I was I was upset. Like I liked I don't know why. Like I don't maybe it's just because they're horrible and it's like a guilty pleasure Mm. one time i went to chick-fil-a and they have the styrofoam cups Mm -hmm. and i went to put it in my cup holder and i had my keys in my hand and i had punctured the cup without (laughs) knowing it and it just yeeted tea all over my (laughs) yeeted tea all over the place it was if you understood how much i hear yeet (laughs) while being around i hear as a joke but not as like just into like normal conversation daniel Oh, Daniel, Daniel says yeet more than anyone I've ever... I think Daniel might be the first person I've ever heard. What's the definition? Yeet. Does it mean to throw? I guess. Yeah, it's from... I think it was a vine. He just says oh. it... I feel like he just uses it in place of random words, It's like, though. you know how people from Alabama say roll tide, and it could really mean anything, just depending on the context? I suppose. You can say yeet in just about any situation, and it will fit. Like, I'll say... I'll just send him... Like, we've got a group message that goes on, uh-huh. and I'll say something, and then he'll just randomly respond with yeet. Like, it it means okay sometimes, or cool, or whatever. Or to just, throw, or... All right. Yeah. You yeet pottery. You do? I do yeet pottery. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to say that now. I yeet, I yeet pottery. That's amazing. So what do you do? I, I yeet pottery. I yeet pottery. Like, do you eat pottery? I yeet pot. Sometimes, but no, I yeet it. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this whole thing so far. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, love man. it. Instead of titling it, my name, just title it, She Yeats Pottery. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Professional yeater. You need to have like a ceramics. little, do you stamp your stuff at all? Like, do you sign it in any way? I do sign it. I would show you, but I still have coffee in it, yeah. but I have a little signature, okay. but that's just hand done. See, you just need to start doing it with like, just signing a yeet. Yeet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my clientele though is like young people, but also like older ladies. So they go, what is yeet? <laughs> It's my initials. Her her Instagram handle is going to change yeah. to Hannah's Yeeted Pottery. <laughs> <laughs> We're making business movements I know, over I'm, here. I'm going to buy the t-shirt when it comes out. Oh, yeah, I'm making t-shirts. Like, she yeets pottery. <laughs> well, I do have a t-shirt that says support your local pot dealer, and it's like a mug. Mm-hmm. which I, It's so funny to wear. I almost wore it to church the other day. And I'm like, they probably wouldn't like that, so I didn't. But I love it. Yeah, I love that. She thro- she yeets pottery. That's a good t-shirt. Anna's yeeted pottery. Yeah. I like that. I need to give you the royalties, though. <laughs> I'll let you have it. Thanks. Yes. If you use it, I'll let you this have it. This is our it. gift. I'll Unless give you, you make millions. I will give you a mug if <laughs> I, I, I accept shirt. that. <laughs> Just Hyan needs one, too, because he's, he's drinking okay, coffee I was like, I feel bad for you, so you might actually get a mug now. It's no. sad. No, I will not accept a free See, mug. See, he did exactly what you said you don't want people to do. He just didn't straight up ask you for a coffee. I guilt trip. Yeah, he's like the sympathetic thing. Own a coffee. I know she has a soft spot for dogs, so I just did the puppy bag and (laughs) same thing. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't, I've never seen a mug before. What is it? I don't know. I just drink. Yeah, I drink coffee out of my hands or 
It's like boiling coffee. Yeah. You just burn yourself. He's like, I don't even own a coffee pot. I just let it run into my mouth. I just pour it straight in <laughs> my just, cup holder in maker. my car. I just chew the grinds. <laughs> <was a> straw. <laughs> yeah, I just eat coffee beans in the morning because my house doesn't have running water. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you thought this was going to be a professional podcast about pottery, no, I'm sorry. I think we're doing pretty well. No. I've learned a lot about pottery. We talked a little bit about it. We talked about making it, pricing, craft shows. You made it farther than I made it talking about jewelry on my podcast. That's cool. 13% shrinkage. <laughs> Which, no, dang it. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to let it slip, but you just... I'm sorry. I'm I'm just a pure person, and I don't think like you. No, but that's something I didn't think of before. Yeah, pottery shrinks. It does. Ashley it, Ashley's gone. I know, and it, it, different clay bodies shrink different ways, so different percentages. <laughs> oh, you're crying. He just looks so sincere when he said it. <laughs> Thank you for coming this week and listening. <laughs> I'll be over here with my coffee in my hands. <laughs> so, I don't know where to go from here. This is, do you like The Office? The show? Yeah. Yeah, I love The Office. I'm just trying to think of things that. You know, I've only, I watched the first episode two times and I couldn't get past it. Really? Yeah. Everybody I wa- tells me I need to get past the first episode. And try again. I didn't like The Office until Andy Bernard was in it. And I, I like He's what? in the third season. I, he's my favorite character. Andy. Oh. See, I love Parks and Rec. I love Parks and Rec. And I know it's like the same creator, it's, right? It's the same humor. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't get him. I couldn't get with The Office. You don't like Andy? <sighs> I feel like he's awkward and just an awful person, just like me. So I relate to him very well. I feel like I identify more like Michael Scott. Like, I'm a love child of Michael Scott. And okay. I guess... Maybe Dwight. <laughs> I don't. You have no idea what we're talking about. I know who the character of Dwight is. Yeah, yeah. the dude with glasses who grows yeah. beets. Be- Bears yeah. beets, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. You guys have a shirt like that, don't you? I you don't. Know, Daniel has. He might. I don't know. Maybe Bears not. Bears. I might have made that yeats. up. Yeats. Grow- <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't know if you're actually saying yeats, or yeats. I feel like okay, beats. I don't know if I heard that right. He said yeah, yeats. I did. Now, about I've watched that show, like, whenever I'm working in the studio, I have something just loop all the time. Mm-hmm. I usually have The Office looping or some other movies going. Do you have, what What do you listen to besides, so you do The Office, do you listen to music to, like, get you in the mindset to throw pottery? Depending on the day, like, if I'm to having... To eat pottery. To eat to pottery. Usually if I'm throwing, I will listen to something more calm because I, I like, play it off well, but I'm not the best at the wheel. Like, I'm very, like... I, don't, I think because I'm jittery because I drink too much coffee, so I'm trying to throw something oh. and just destroys it. So I listen to like a lot of John Mayer or Paper Kites, Ooh, like something very calming. I love John Mayer. But then when I'm painting, it's all movies because I can just because it's just like aimlessly painting. So I have movies playing in the background. I like playing something that I've seen six million times, yeah. so I don't have to think about it. Right. I just hear it and I already know what's going on, and it's kind of in the background. Or Is that how you are? Yeah, but also like the second Iron Man movie. I watched it again. I watched it before in the studio, but then I watched it again. It wasn't the second. It was like one of the later ones, actually. But I watched it on Netflix or something, and then I watched it again outside of the studio, and I realized I didn't actually watch the movie. It was all brand new to me because I was just painting and not actually watching it. So there's a lot of movies that I've watched, but I didn't actually see. Who's your favorite superhero? 
Oh my goodness. So just, I'm a Marvel girl. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm on the other side of the table on that one. Well, literally, you are, too. Super excited about the Joker movie coming out. I am, too. I wish it came out last night, because I had nothing to do last night. I'll watch it. Like, I'm not against DC, but yeah, I would I like prefer DC Marvel. Too, but yeah, I, I prefer Marvel. Yeah, but um, when it co- I like the different superheroes for different reasons. Like, just because of his heart and whatever, just, like, Captain America, but humor, Iron Man, and then... I just, like... Also, Spider-Man, but only Tom Holland Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield was a bit of a... He seemed to be too cool... And then Tobey Maguire was a little bit like too much of a nerd, and also oh, he was like Tobey Maguire was, was like a, a weird Spider Man. Yeah, he also seemed too old. He was like, "I am 16," and I'm like, "You are a grown man. <laughs> you are not, sir. Don't you lie to me? No, I'm really sad that Thor's not on your list. He's just a pretty boy. Like I don't know. I like Thor. You I like love Thor? Thor? Thor. Even before Chris Hemsworth played Thor, Thor like, and the Hulk are my two the favorite Marvel. Characters. Yeah, Thor, like, I, yeah, I, I Hawkeye's just love. good. Did yeah. you see where Tom Holland announced that he's staying, like he's still going to be Spider-Man? Yeah, but didn't they say that uh, Sony and Disney made up and now they're just going to go through with the MCU movies? I don't know everything about it, but I know that Tom Holland posted the video from The Wolf of Wall Street where he's like yelling, I'm not effing leaving, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's still Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't know what happened there. Did- I saw all the memes and everything. Well, but- honestly, my theory is that it was a big marketing ploy because... Yeah. How could you se- separate, especially right now when they're gearing uh, Spider-Man to be the n- the new Tony Stark? I mean, are you seriously telling me that there was even talk of them separating the two franchises? I'm convinced that it was a conspiracy. I'm a big conspiracy theorist. Oh, I am too. I find conspiracy theories in everything. And I'm convinced that it was a whole marketing ploy just to get the audience really fired up and engaged. So I was never worried. I about it. I was never worried. I did enjoy all the poor Uncle Ben memes because every time they restart Spider-Man, Uncle Ben's got to die. Spoiler alert! So when when they when it's they, not that big of a spoiler, they should know at this point. I know, but if, Darth Vader. If, is, if you don't already know, if you, you don't deserve know, to have that Uncle, spoiled. Uncle Ben's gonna die, and so are Batman's parents. Sorry, guys, <laughs> but they. No, all the memes came out when Tom Holland might not be Spider-Man anymore. Everyone's oh, poor Uncle Ben. They've got to restart <laughs> Spider-Man. New character. What do you think the Batman movies would be like if Batman's parents didn't die? There is an alternate universe where that happens. What? Yeah. It's oh. it's in the comic books and Is it terrible? Well, he, no, Bruce, I feel like that's he won't be as a, upset, I think. That's what I'm saying. I feel like that's a big base. Alternate like, universe where Bruce Wayne dies and then his dad becomes Batman and then his mom becomes the Joker. It's weird. Oh. Yeah, they have all kinds of different stuff. So, if there's if you think about it, it's probably out there. You Every want to Batman story the worst Batman was ever. Val Kilmer. <laughs> no. uh, your face was just you're so funny. So disgusting. <laughs> I, I was just throwing one out there. I was it's like he think, just like kicked your uh, pig or something. No, like he hurt you. Kicked your pig. Yeah. yeah. Don't you kick my pig? <laughs> Listen, we have hardwood floors, and she has those little hooves. So if you like, if you kick her a little bit, she's kind of Scooby Doo's across the floor. <laughs> <It's> just slides. <laughs> yeah. Does she like scratch up your yeah, floor? We have like a we have a baby gate between the kitchen and the living room, so she can't get into the kitchen and knock the trash can over and get into it. So like when we want in the she like guards the gate with her life. Like she's just waiting for the day she makes her way into that kitchen. So we have to like skid her across the floor when we <laughs> go into the kitchen. So we just kind of give her like a little a little nudge, and she like slides three feet away from the gate. Okay, but worst Batman. Batman, Christian Bale. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't like him. Terrible Batman. Terrible. I, now, listen, he was a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I'll give he him that. He was a bad Batman. Hmm. 
he he reminded me of so you hear a little kid like you see him put on a Batman suit and he's like oh, I'm Batman. I'm not wearing yeah, hockey that's pants. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how. That's how he was as Batman. He's like oh, I'm Batman. Like I didn't believe him. I was pleasantly surprised by Ben Affleck. I was too. Mm. I did not think I was going to like him. When they first announced, I'm sorry, this has nothing to do with pottery. No, this has this... turned into the geek show. Oh, go for it. Yeah, this is like my. <laughs> this is my second life. Okay, cool. Yeah, but like. When they first announced that Ben Affleck was going to be Batman, I was already, I was still mad about Christian Bale. So I was just like, oh my God, we might as well just never have a good Batman movie again. And then I got to thinking about it and I was like, "Mm, but Ben Affleck's a really good actor. Like, I feel like he can be really diverse. Mm -hmm. I think it was important to do the computerized Batman voice after Christian Bale's Batman voice. It was really bad. (laughs) I think it was important. I'm glad that they went that route. Yeah, it was bad. Like, my three year old does a better Batman voice. Who's the best Batman? I don't know. I'm not as educated on. This. Uh, see, we're talking about the wrong stuff. Who's the best Marvel character? See, I don't know anything about Marvel. I'm trying. Um, <laughs> who's the best Marvel character? I really like, like character. current character or like person playing a character. I don't know. I was just trying to switch up the subject to something Hannah knows. Oh. I know that I did not like the latest. Avengers movie because Thor and Hulk are my two favorite characters. I've not seen mm-hmm. it. You haven't seen so it. Don't know. I won't spoil it uh, for oh, yeah, you. Don't. But I did not like them in the new movie. That's all. I agree didn't with that. Like I didn't like Thor, Thor or the Hulk. or the Hulk. I think Thor like what he started. I'm trying to be really vague. I don't think it was his character of what happened, like what he yeah that progressed to. Didn't seem that didn't seem like his character at all. No, it was way different than what it, I thought. It was very much like the Marvels attempt to be really funny. I think. Yeah, and I think it wasn't. And also, can I just say Captain Marvel is very annoying? Like, her inclusion just seems so random. I I wasn't a big fan of her, but I'm excited to see Natalie Thortman. Like, yeah, I want to see, like, more movies and stuff. <laughs> have you, did you see that announcement? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm excited about that. I think she's going to be Thor- great. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like puns. <laughs> I appreciated it. <laughs> That was a genuine laugh. I wasn't laughing at you. No, you are. It's okay. <laughs> you just start giggling, and I'm like, did I miss something? I, well, it's Natalie Portman, and she's Thor now. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got Natalie you. Thortman. Yeah. Gotcha. I appreciate it. For some it. reason, I, I just it. like was no, not getting okay. that. Yeah. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> I thought it I was. Liked I it. liked it. <laughs> All right. So, pottery. We don't go back to the pottery? We, yeah. We always get really off we topic, do. and then we try to bring it back around. Sometimes it doesn't work. So we've mentioned your Instagram a few times. Where else? Where can people find you to place orders and follow you and your creations? Yeah, so Instagram is really good at Hannah's Clay Creations. I also have a Facebook page if anyone's still on Facebook at Hannah's Clay Creations. And then the website is hannahsclaycreations.com. And there it will take you to, um, I have everything listed, like all of my events for the rest of the year and where my pieces are in different shops. I have those locations on the website. And also um, email is really good too. I have a separate email just for that business. So I'll get it directly. So it's hannah at hannahsclaycreations.com. Do you have any events? Like, you yeah, what you events go, are coming yeah. up? Yeah, so like, I don't know when this is airing. Like, this I don't episode. either. It, sh- it should be relatively soon. Yeah, I'll say in the next two weeks, I would imagine. Next two weeks? N- next two weeks to a month. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'll say... I don't know. I don't do any of that. Dan- that's all Daniel. I'm just putting pressure on Daniel. Yeah. Daniel. Okay. You um, can't hear me right now. I'll He's do it right his eyes. Yeah. 
Well, I guess for this area, because I have something going on in Deep Creek, I, this Autumn Glory gift sale, it's October 12th. And then I have a show at Fairmont State, and it's an alumni show. So they have me and two other alumni doing a show October 15th. Uh, Mountaineer Week in Morgantown, November 1st through 3rd. And then um, the Trinity Craft Show, which is a really good show. It's at Trinity Church, um, November 9th. It's in Fairmont. And then November 16th is the Handcrafted Cooperative in Morgantown. And that same day is Market in the Park in I'm Fairmont. I'm doing Market in the Park. What is it? I'm doing Market in the Park, too. <gasps> I'll see you. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing both? Yeah, I'm crazy. You're doing the cooperative that morning and... Yeah, there's a two-hour gap between oh the two. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I already, like, recruited some friends and family to help me. And also, like, emotional support so I don't get crazy. <laughs> yeah, because the cooperative is stressful because it's such a nice event. Yeah. That, like, I feel like I have to live up to everybody else there. Oh, my gosh. Because we could, the displays are beautiful. And... We could go all about, like, like feeling inferior to other people and just, like, that weird jealousy yeah. thing. But, like, I don't, it's, it's really toxic. But it happens naturally when you put yourself out there so much and you just start comparing yourself. Like, oh, I'm not as good as so-and-so. You're always your biggest critic. Yeah, yeah. I try really hard to turn that into something productive and find a way to better myself instead of just, like, feeling down about, like... Because I started, I feel like most people start with like a really small display. Absolutely. And it's like, it's not that impressive. It's embarrassing a little bit too. Yeah. yeah it's very, very humbling. It is. And then you see all these people that have these huge, like well thought out displays and you're expensive like, Expensive oh, displays too. Yeah. They're expensive. And I, it's, it's really easy to be like, oh, I don't belong here. Yeah. It would be irresponsible though as a business person to spend thousands of dollars on a display when you're getting started exactly because you want yeah you your needs to slowly build up yeah you want to know what your needs are how much product you're actually going to build you're Mm -hmm. going to bring so it's very wise to start especially in building a studio too to start very very small because you don't know how your needs will change later on and also if it doesn't work out you don't want to have all this huge investment into it too how do you plan for what you take to the events like, I know you said that you do the cross-stitching for one event. For one event. One mm-hmm. event, and you know it's going to sell out every mm-hmm. time. Do you think, oh, I sold 20 mugs last year. I'm going to bring 25 this year. And- yeah, absolutely. I do keep track of the different demographics and which areas like different works. Because you will notice that in Morgantown, at a certain shop, people prefer the, the different colored work, the pinks and the blues. And then another shop will prefer like the more natural because I have a whole line of just white pottery. So whenever you're doing shows, I pay attention to, okay, handcrafted cooperative, those people love plants and they, lo- they love planters. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of those, but then I will go to uh, market and wheeling and those people love mugs. So whenever I, when it comes to where I'm going, I try to focus so last time I went to this location, I sold out of these pieces. So I want to bring double those pieces. It's always a good feeling to sell out, but then if just in my head you're sitting there, you got you got two hours left in your event, thinking, "Oh man, it's I a could stressful. I yeah. could have yeah, this look. much more money because people are buying this specific thing." Yeah, I typically don't sell out just because I usually bring so much. It would yeah. be insane if I sold out. But for me, there is that panic of I like to have my display, my booth look a, sp- a specific way where I have colors and I have eight colors going on in my studio. So if I have a show where all of my yellow sells out, sells out, I'll panic because I'm like, I have a show next week and I have no more yellow. So then I try to f- force a yellow batch that yeah. week and it never works out. But no that's, one no one cares. I just care. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I stress about, too. It's not that like 
I stress about like, oh, I could have made so much more money if I would have brought this much more stuff. It's, oh crap, look how diminished my display looks. Like, yeah. Look, and then I'm like, I have to remind, remind myself, I'm like, but that's good. That means people are buying your stuff. Like, yeah, but. Also, I, I panic, like, is this, like, one person who could make or break my career going to stop by and my display just looks bad that day? Yeah. See, I'm, like, back at, like, the worst-case scenario yeah. situation. I feel ya. Yeah, but I feel like every creative has, like, those thought yeah. processes. I feel less alone. Like, that. Yeah. I used to feel crazy, but now it's like, oh, okay, we're all crazy. Yeah, we're all crazy. Yeah. You have to be a certain amount of crazy to be an artist. For sure. Every artist is a little bit crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I'm not an artist. No, I'm crazy mm, different ways. I'm just say. not good at making art. <laughs> I'm not really good at anything, but that's okay. You're filling in for Daniel with the self-pity yeah. over there. <laughs> I was feeling myself with a masculine studio just a little bit ago, but I'm right We've back. We've lost it. I'm right back. <laughs> oh, he lost it for like You got to tell minutes. him he's manly again. Bring him back up. <laughs> it's not even my studio. I took, I took Daniel's manliness. You didn't even paint it. So. No, I didn't. Looking around at the paint, trying to absorb the masculinity again. <laughs> while the candles burn. Yeah, while yeah, the candles. <laughs> All right, this is a losing battle. Well, you're outnumbered today, so it's just two no, against I, one right now. That's how I prefer it, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> stop looking at me, Ashley. <laughs> you need, like, blinders on <laughs> so you don't see her. Oh, Josiah, you're just so sweet and innocent. I'm the worst. <laughs> That's what Daniel and Jed keep telling me. I keep saying that you're nice, and they're like, no, you just don't know him well enough. I, no, I'm a really terrible <laughs> That's person. That's what they keep saying. Uh, like, I'm not, it's not a joke. They keep telling I me know. that. I know. I'm in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't say it just to your face. They say it to mine. Oh, mm -hmm. well, I mean, at least they're not saying it behind your back and not to At least your it's face. honorable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it hurts a lot less when it's behind my back. I prefer it that way. <laughs> now I'm sad. I'm done. Aw. All right, well. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> do, you, do you have any other things you'd like to mention? Oh, I have a question. Okay, yeah. go for it. What stores do you sell at? What shops are you in? Ooh, okay, yeah. So I'm um, in Tamarack and Beckley. Oh, good for you. Thanks. Wow. I, that's really impressive. That's like a West Virginia landmark. Yeah. Dude, I felt like a fraud when I got accepted because I applied really early, like fresh out of college, and they go, okay, you're in. And I'm like, excuse me? What? Are you sure? So I'm there, which it's a huge honor because like, it's like the best of West Virginia, and then I'm there. But. Isn't that the weirdest <laughs> feeling to feel like a fraud for your artwork? We could talk. I know that. Yeah. I, I feel so weird about feeling like a fraud. Like the imposter syndrome where you feel yes. like you didn't earn it or you don't deserve yeah. it. And then you get like a certain accolade and you're like, are you sure? Yeah. Me? But anyway, That's other so funny that you say that. Oh, I think it's because we all think it. You guys um, are going to be best friends. I know. I know. We're going to be like texting later. We're like, <laughs> don't you feel crazy? Yeah. Um, so we should be self-deprecating all the time. <laughs> no, we can we show it like, like love. Like, well, you're awesome. Well, you're awesome. But anyway, um, so Tamarack. And then uh, Hoot and Howe in Morgantown. Okay, I thought you were there. Yeah. I love Stephanie. I oh love that God, shop. Oh, my isn't she amazing? She's so awesome. I had the art walk yesterday. Mm -hmm. I saw that you were set up there. Yeah, and people are, are so nice in Morgantown. Like, I was kind of scared because it's, like, in the Main Street area of Morgantown. But people are so nice. And then I am in Santangelo in Thomas, West Virginia. 
I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's like a it's a new-ish gallery right on that strip in Thomas. Okay. It's like one of the first ones you go to. It is such a cool location. They've really catered like a lot of like local potters in there. And do you know um, the artist Seth, Seth Pitt, who does those like drawings and Nellie Rose textiles? No. Well, they are the ones that curate that gallery. Okay. They're also really awesome local artists. And then I'm at Farmhouse Cafe in Morgantown. I have a few West Virginia okay. pieces in there. And, man, I feel like I'm forgetting a few of them. Oh, Art Smith in um, Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh. Man, you are just everywhere. I'm crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's like people are like, oh, like you're, you're stressing me out. Dude, I feel like my business is still in the infancy, but like I play it off well because I just say yes to everything. I don't sleep. <laughs> yeah. That's that, that makes people successful, though. Yeah. You're never sleeping. Doing the grind. I like sleeping, though, but it's hard to sleep. But I think I'm missing some, but they're all listed on my website. I just can't think of all of them on the top of my head. Visit her website. Yeah, it's a good. I worked really hard on it. I did it myself. It's a really good website. Look at no one looks at it. I look at the analytics and like only a couple hits. A day. I only get like ten hits a day, and I'm like, look it's, at it. It's hard to get a website. Going. It is. I feel yeah. like the culture now is all like. I try to treat my social medias as a website, giving yeah. all the information there because I see that a majority of my audience is on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's on social media. Yeah, but I do like to have the website available for those because uh, a lot of my clientele, they're older and they don't have social media. So I do like having a very clean website that they could look at, too. Yeah. Easy to navigate. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite thing to make? Like, what's your favorite type of pottery? What's your favorite way to do it? Like, your favorite way you decorate them? I love teapots oh, so that's much. So cool. I, I love, tea love making teapots. And I don't get to make them enough because they're a hard sell. Yeah. Because they're very intricate. I have to price them a and certain they're way. They're yeah. bigger. And people are like, can I actually drink tea out of this? I'm like, yeah, but no one ever does. But teapots, I just adore making them. They're very, I think it's because they're challenging. And whenever it finally comes out of the kiln right, it just feels so good. Like, you accomplish something great. And whenever I was in college, I was known as a teapot girl because I had a whole, my whole senior show was teapots. And then I had a show with the Tamarack Foundation and that was all teapots. So it was just really cool. It's really impressive that you're in Tamarack. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Tamarack's like the best of the best in the state. You're elite. Yeah. That's, no, a, that's Now a, I feel awkward because like. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, I'm a fraud. I know. <laughs> my mom thinks I'm good. <laughs> But no, that is impressive because it it is the best of the best in the state. Like they don't just accept anybody. Yeah. So I I applied for it before. It was like a soft critique, and I got rejected the first time just because I was still in college. Mm-hmm. And then I tried again just because they're like, "Do you want to try again?" And I said, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" And I did. And when she when I was accepted by the juror, which was Jennifer Allen, who was like my Beyonce of ceramics, <laughs> the fact that she said, "Oh, you're in Tamarack," I'm like. You're my queen, and you said I was good. So I went in my car, and I just started, like, did happy crying. Aww. I was like, she said, she let me into Tamarack. <laughs> so that was really cool. That's awesome. That's a great moment. Yeah. I cry in my moment. car a lot, too, but not, <laughs> not happiness. I've never it's met. because he's drinking coffee out of his hand. <laughs> he can't drive. He's, like, swerving because he's trying to hold coffee. It's hard to eat cereal while you're driving, too. Oh, God. I've done that before, but I had a mug. I don't have much. He's just eating it out of his hands. Out of the cup holder. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So Facebook, Hannah's Clay Creations, mm-hmm. 
Instagram at Hannah's Clay Creations. And then the website, hannahsclaycreations.com. Yeah. So I was able to get all of those handles. I actually had to email someone be like, hey, I felt like a jerk because there was Hannah's Clay Creations already on Facebook. And I saw that they weren't active for three years. And I felt awkward being like, hey, uh, I respect your business, but you you haven't been doing much in a while. So. Can I have it? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, it's fine. And I got it. So that was really good. That's good. I just wanted everything to be clean. Right. Yeah. It's going to be difficult to change all that to Hannah's Yeeted Pottery. Yeah. I don't think anyone has that name, though. I so was going to say, be a, you a, might have if I, Monopoly I on that it. domain name, though. When I get home, I'm going to check if there's a Hannah Yeeted Pottery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can find her at hannahsyeetedpottery.com. <laughs> no, but for now, it's Hannah's Play Creations, <laughs> Hannah's but soon, Creations. Hannah Yeeted Pottery. Coming soon. Yeah. This was fun. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Thanks are we done? Anything else you'd like to yeah. add, or you're, have we covered everything? I think I think I feel okay. We're yeah? good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thanks for, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me. Cuts